Hey, this is Dave Pryor for projectmanagement.com. I am here at the 2018 Digital PM Summit, which I think is the sixth one, mm -hmm. right? Uh, with Patrice Embry, who just this morning finished giving a lightning talk about how to, I forget what the word was. Finesse. Finesse your retrospectives. Mm -hmm. So, and it wasn't even about retrospectives. So it was like a total bait and switch on the whole audience. <laughs> yes. But what was it? Well, actually, before we get into the talk, can you tell the folks who you are, in case they're not familiar with you? Sure. I'm Patrice Embry. I am a freelance project manager. Uh, so that means I kind of do whatever I want uh, for whomever I want. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm not beholden to anyone, uh, although I'm beholden to a lot of different people. Um, but I've been doing it for a few years. I've been a project manager for a long time, and it's it's uh, I, I really I enjoy it. Okay. I and enjoy you do this remote, mostly yeah, remote. All work, remote. Right? All okay. remote. All yeah. remote. Okay. Mm -hmm. So. Before we get into what you were actually talking about, I'm curious about how a retrospective works for you remotely or a project review or post-mortem or whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it. So how do you manage that? So, um, and especially because I'm working j not just remotely, but remotely with people in all different time zones and all okay. over the world. So it's a lot of asynchronous kind of discussion. So um, that's one of the reasons why I do a survey instead of just getting everyone in a room. Okay. First of all, there's no rooms. Like we're not right. all getting in a room. So that's not like a really, like that's not a thing. Um, but also like not everyone is available at the same time. Not everyone okay. has the same like cultural like norms to be able to feel like feel safe saying sure. something out loud. So I send a survey um, and that allows people to have a little bit more freedom and feel a little bit better about doing uh, okay. and saying things. And then I keep track of things on my own because there are certain people um, who just will never respond no matter what you do. Um, so, but you still know that there's lessons learned for the project and okay. I don't want to lose that. So I keep my own notes about, you know, sort of what happens. But the, the remote aspect of it, um, I, I sort of put it all together myself. And then if we can't all get together to talk about it, I'll right. at least try to talk about it one-on-one -on -one with each of the Okay, so you'd that, be kind yeah. of going collecting it and bringing it back to everybody. Yeah, I, yeah, collect it, bring it back to everybody, and I like to try to give it to everybody at the same time, but that's okay. not always possible either, so I'll do that sort of one-on-one -on -one as well if I have to. Okay, cool. Now, um, today you, you, you started out with retrospectives, and then you quickly segued. So do you, <laughs> I mean, we've talked about this before the interview, but do, do you have a distinction between like a retrospective or a postmortem, or are they kind of the same? In my mind, they're the same. Once okay. once I heard you say that, that you felt that they were different, um, I realized that in the vernacular, in the world that you... In the agile vernacular, yeah. Yes, that it is, that it is a different thing. Okay. Um, so I'm talking about like, so we're wrapping up the entire project, so it's over okay. a longer period of time, like depending on how big the project is. Right. So it's, um, it's less point in time, like we just finished this up, you know, it was a short time, it was a sprint, and we're like you know talking about how it went it's right. more like overall and it's a little bit more touchy-feely than like you know what specific things happen in this sprint that we could do better so it's a okay. little bit more in depth I think um, okay. but I was using the terms interchangeably okay now you talked about a bunch of different techniques or things to pay attention to what are a couple that you think are like were super big learning points for you like changing this made a big difference um, when I started writing the things down as they happened um, and, and keeping track of them myself, that in, it, in and of itself actually changed things for me because sometimes something will happen early on in a project and um, no one will bring it up again and yeah. you kind of 
you know, you're not, you don't want to lose track of it. You don't want to forget about it. So just the, the, the idea of writing it all down was okay. helpful for me. Um, but then it's sort of like teasing out what people mean from what they say. Yeah. That's like a big deal. And then presenting it in a way that's less um, jarring, you know, okay. that, that works out really well. So too. You, you gave that one example of the person being late. Can yes. you talk about how that worked from a language perspective for you? So um, I, I talked about it more in terms of, you know, something was late and not a person was late doing something. Because okay. um, that took the pressure off of the, it, it was a, it was a guy, it wasn't Gene. In my, in my talk, it was Gene. But Gene like, was really a guy named Yeah, Gene, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, in that specific example that I was thinking of, um, I didn't want to put the spotlight on him right. uh, because, I, yeah, because I knew that one of the reasons why he was late was something that we needed to discuss on a larger scale. And I didn't okay. want to sort of not tip my hand, but I, I didn't want to, you know, make that the focus of things. And I knew that people were really upset about it, too. And I didn't want the whole thing to kind of get taken over by like. Okay. this one thing so removing the name and and the the specific thing that was missed yeah and talking more about the fact that something with, like a deadline was missed just allowed us to acknowledge that we all knew what it was and okay. allowed us to talk about other things too and not just focus on that yeah okay now you also mentioned you did have uh up on the screen a thing about you know what went well what didn't go well my experience with postmortems or project reviews or whatever you want to call them is it's mostly about what didn't go well. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but how how do you bring that? I mean, how do you get people to focus on the positive? Because that's, to me, to my thinking, when you're doing that meeting at the end of the project, it mm -hmm. is let's just burn all the people we have to burn for doing bad things so we don't do bad things again. <clears throat> but there isn't generally as much of a focus on how do we amplify the good stuff. Mm -hmm. How do you get people in that space, like headspace for that? So when I'm doing my surveys, I tell people, like the questions are not just like what went well and what didn't go well. I will say, you know, name three things that went well and three okay. things that didn't go well. So it forces people to kind of do that. And if I know that the group is really not going to engage with me, right. I'll do like a multiple choice in the in okay. the survey. So I've got a running list of what I think went well, what didn't go well from like, you know, doing it the whole time, writing things down. So I know what the big hits are going to be. Right. And so I'll mention those in a multiple choice and then have a write-in. So okay. at least gets people thinking about like what was something that was good. Well, I knew that there were these four good things. And so okay. there's a write-in. Um, and that sort of forces people to do that. And they're required. Okay. You are required to fill them out. Uh, you know you what I mean? So, like in the things. right, you have to. You can't just <laughs> skip to the negative. Okay. The other thing that I do, um, and and I mentioned this. I try to mention this before, like you know, in the setup of telling people what we're doing. Right. I give so when I'm done with all of the you know information gathering, you know, I put together a presentation of the findings. Okay. And the what went well has one one slide. And the what didn't go well also has one slide. Okay. So, you know, I'm going to be making some judgment calls on what I think people, what I think is like sometimes petty, you know, sometimes less impactful, right. something that impacted only one person. If I'm not going to include it in the end result, I usually will have like some like appendix or like some okay. additional Here's notes or something right here. Some other things okay. that people mention so that no one feels like I ignored what they had to say. But I am, you know, telling them I'm going to try to like be picking the most important things out because okay. we have limited space. Yeah.
Now, when you when you conduct the retrospective or the review, whatever, um, is it just with the team, or is it also with the customer and the stakeholders? Like, who all's in, involved in it? Um, I will send out my little survey um, to everyone internally who worked on the project. Okay. Um, but I do usually send just a quick note to the stakeholders, uh, okay. the clients, to say, I'm doing a retrospective on, you know, how we did. You know, if there's anything that you think we did particularly well, okay. um, I would love to hear it. And if there's anything that you felt like we could have improved on, I'd love to hear that too. Okay. And then when I put together that whole retrospective, like, slideshow yeah. or whatever, I will include, like, this. So this is what we thought. And by the way, this is what the client thought okay. because really, that's it's a big deal. That's a yeah, yeah. That like that trumps everything that we're talking about internally. If we think that we did something really well, and they're like, like actually, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't as good as you thought it was. Okay. Like, that's important information. They don't always, you know, have the time or the wherewithal to do it. And if a project's done poorly, I won't even ask. So it's, okay. it's sort of a judgment call on whether it's appropriate yeah, to ask. The fire. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, how do you make sure that the, the takeaways, like the lessons that you learn, actually find their way into the next project or the next thing the team is doing? Are there like action items or is it just you refresh them when you start planning the next project? How does that work? I do refresh when we when we talk about the next project. I'll okay. say, you know, if it's the same team, I'll say, you know, if you remember from this, you know, postmortem that we right. did, you know, we talked about doing this, so we're going to do that again, you okay. know, for this one because it seems to make sense. If it's a different group of people, I'll say, I did something, you know, and this made sense for them. I'm going to try it again now. Okay. Um, but you know, when the pe when people who have done something that has helped the project go off the rails when they see you've cleaned it up and you've kind of sanitized it a little right. bit so it's not so finger pointy but when they see what they did on screen and they like because i'm presenting it yeah. or, or even if i just send it around um they know that they need to like not do that the Turn next time up. yeah so it's almost like self-policing at that point my goodness. Yeah. So We're like, doing the interview in a, in a big empty room where they're cleaning, <laughs> cleaning off the tables and something just crashed. It wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about with executive management? Do you have them like coming and saying, you know, give me all this stuff so I know who to go harass or yell at or whatever? I always, if, if um, top management can't be in the meeting, I invite them. But if okay. they can't be there, I always send it to them in an email. Like, I'm remote now, so I can't right. just, like, stop by and talk it through. Like, I used to be able to do that, like, stop by and talk yeah. it through. Um, but I will give them a copy. And uh, if they read it, that's great, you know. So I will take the, the you know, the five, it's usually about five, five slides okay. if I take that five slides and I'll distill it down even further in the okay. email that I send to them so if they only read the email and never open the attachment at least they'll know they'll like that they can scan it yeah exactly okay. yeah what do you think is the the biggest thing people misunderstand or do wrong with these kinds of events like these kinds of meetings a typical project manager or some project manager who's new to it what's a mistake that you see them make like touching your phone in the middle of an interview. That was pretty awesome. Sorry. Putting my phone away now. So what are some mistakes that people make yeah, uh, like when they're doing mistakes. a retrospective? Yeah, when, they, when yeah. they're starting to learn. Because that, that, I remember that being a difficult thing to learn how to do. Mm -hmm. um, 
I think um, not being a strong like moderator, like even okay. if you're doing stuff like asynchronously, you still have to moderate and okay. not doing that and like just lifting up specific quotes or, you know, not sanitizing things a little bit so that they're less like, like I said, finger pointy. Yeah, when you, I just wonder, when you say sanitizing, you don't mean clean out the bad stuff. You're saying make it less about this person sucks, that guy sucks. I'm just rounding out the edges. Yeah, okay. so like I, like Gene missing the deadline turns like into the deadline the issue, wasn't met. Yeah. Why, why it happened isn't important. That it happened is important. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Well, the why is also important, but you but the, what you're avoiding... A, you're avoiding vilifying somebody. Exactly, okay. because what's going to... What I don't want to happen, especially if I ever have to work with any of these people again, is for them to go into the next project thinking Defensive. that I'm going to Burn expose that. them at the end, you know? So, and I have to build trust with them or else they're never gonna answer any of my questions. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's it's a lot of, uh, you know, it's sanitizing so that no one's feelings get hurt unnecessarily. Okay. But um, if there is like an actual problem that we have to talk about, we'll do that talk outside about, yeah. of the process. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I really appreciate you doing this. Thanks a lot. Sure, sure. And enjoy the rest of the conference. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.